hey, yeah, this may be a lost episode because all of technology stopped working for me just now. It's a mercury retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we're ever going to lose an episode, it's going to be during this time. And if you're listening to this, that means that we're, it's all good. Mercury blessed it's all us. Good. Um, and yeah. if not, it was then... like this podcast should be heard. Yeah, exactly. And if not, that means that Mercury said, fuck you and fuck the alien series. You can go eat a. Yeah, and I, honestly, it's fine. Mercury <laughs> has so much to deal with anyway. I, I don't think it has the Mercury time to think about through a podcasts. Yeah. I mean, Aren't it's in retrograde. It's in retrograde. Like, <laughs> like, if you have to do Mercury is the one with the trouble. Why right are we now. complaining? Why are we complaining about yeah. the fact that retrograde is causing our technology to, to, to stop working? And instead, why are we not empathizing with a whole fucking planet that's going backwards in real time in space? Like, it literally just stops exactly. and goes the other way. Except that it doesn't. <laughs> it does. It's just how it, it's, it's it, does how it moves in with our the planet. immortal universe. Just like, so it in, goes in, that, it, Yeah, that's how we, yeah. And even that it. must be terrible for Mercury because that's how we are perceiving it. Yeah. And Mercury is like, fucking don't, like, I am still moving forward. It's just about your perception that you're seeing me go backwards. It's not my fault. Stop I projecting am not measuring your my journey by your standards. I am measuring them by my own. And I am going forward. Do not compare me to other planets. We can learn a lot from Mercury. Like, you may see someone and see them going backwards, but they're going forwards in their own mind, and that's what's more important. Maybe it's time to listen this time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's time to harness the retrograde spirit in a different way. Exactly. Not, do not think what Mercury retrograde does to you. <laughs> think what but you think... could do for Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if it all it takes is a little shift in your perception... Mm -hmm. Let it be. This is what J John John F. Kennedy, John mm -hmm. Frederick Kennedy. I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know John what... Father Kennedy. John Fucker Kennedy said, <laughs> "Not a funny joke." Said to the American people, he said those words. He said, "Ask not what Mercury retrograde." Wait, I fucked up. <laughs> Ask. Which one is it? Ask not what you, what Mercury and retrograde can do for you. Ask what you, you can ask do. Ask what you can do for Mercury, for Mercury retrograde. retrograde. I don't know mm -hmm. if JFK said that quote that I'm parodying. It has to be right. Or it's who like, else could it be? I think it's the Hoover Dam. Bill guy. Clinton. No, it is was it Bill not Clinton Bill Clinton. Who it was did it not now? Bill Clinton. I think it may be the Hoover Dam guy. J. Edgar, John Edgar, Jeremy Edgar, Hoover. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to like learn any U.S. presidents apart from like the ones that are referenced in Simpsons constantly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the European experience. You know about like you know four presidents, if that. I had mm -hmm. well, I lived in the U.S. for a little while for a oh, grand total of two years, um, and I had to learn the U.S. presidents once, but not sorry. No, I had to learn the founding fathers once, but I only had to focus on one. So I have extensive knowledge about Benjamin Franklin and nobody else. <laughs> no one else. Yeah. And the only thing I could tell you is that he flew a kite to get electrocuted. And I don't know why. Okay. He like Did he do something with like chopping trees? I and have no, that was no idea. That was the the one with the fucking top hat, I'm pretty sure. No, Abe, and even that's apparently a myth. Yeah, I know yeah. that. See, okay, my knowledge is actually from that one time I studied one founding father and what they told me in Hamilton. And you know what? I mm. cannot find you a European who would know more than I do. Yeah, yeah. 
like, like honestly i'm whatever, like how little we actually know about you guys <laughs> i've started to have like a stance of like refusing to learn anything more about the united states yeah same because i've learned from tiktok that they don't give it they, they don't give a shit about what happens in here so Do i'm like you, you know, know what it's fair it's fair exactly like how many fucking dutch like kings do you know and we didn't even have kings until like the late 19th century um and you wouldn't even know that because you have never looked that up and Mm -hmm. you know do you know about the fucking reformation and the (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just like can you tell me where finland is do i actually know because i don't actually know that much i i don't i don't need history just tell me where finland is tell us (laughs) tell us what which country like owned finland before what was it 1920 1920 no 19 19? 1918 oh i was so close though wasn't i god i'm actually embarrassed i'm like what starting to like think what if it was 1917 oh my god which one was it no 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 no. i think it was 2018 and this is based on the fact that you were living in finland when you were celebrating the 100 years of finland independence i'm pretty sure was i living on yeah i think it was third year so it would have been 2017 oh it was so it was Never mind, okay. I was wrong. I Lads, was it was 1917. Now I know it was 1917. <laughs> we, got there. we know our own history. We can't. I always mix can... it with the wars and stuff. <laughs> you know. Oh, was it post World War One? It was before. No. No. What? It was not. No. Before World no. It War. wasn't. No. It wasn't. No. But oh, oh God, I'm like so fucking confused now. I'm just my mind's going in fucking circles. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Hold on. Hold on. Just look. Up. Something happened look in up. 1918. Hold on. Winter yeah. War? No. Winter War is fucking way later. What am I talking about? This is Winter War was like Second World War. This is true. Okay, I have the answer 1918. here. I have the answer here, and I want a final answer from you, and I'll tell you if you're wrong or not. We gained independence 1917. You're right. It was December 6th. But what happened in 1918? 1918. Um, the Finnish Civil War happened. That's it! The Civil War! <laughs> so I knew it was a war. I forgot it for a second. I'm gonna get killed for this. I love how we started off being like, hey, we don't know about US presidents, but you don't know about European history. And here we're sitting like, like we I don't, don't know fucking about know about history. European- <laughs> we don't know about European history either. We're just dumb. That's the conclusion of this. Anyway, um, welcome. Why focus on wars when there's so much nice stuff happening? Yeah, welcome to Swamp It Up, the podcast where we explain like small what we don't know in European (laughs) in Europe. (laughs) We explain small European wars wrongly. That's the podcast. That's the podcast. No, this is the podcast where we rank every single film known to man against our accepted canon of the Shrek cinematic universe, Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. My name and is... And we are your hosts. Oh, I, I, I kind of... Yeah, yeah. I'm Rena. This you know. is a mess. My name's Mari, yeah. and we're your hosts. We're this your been... hosts. <laughs> this has been our worst opening in mm-hmm. fucking, like, 30 episodes. 
most yeah. interesting like run up to the opening but what my god what a mess um uh we are too excited about our um current media obsessions so because we were talking about it before we started recording now it's like hard to bring us back to this moment but i want to say one more thing i'm gonna um provide for the first time in our in our short history a teaser for what movie will be (gasps) there next week okay yeah and here's my teaser rena will know what i mean you might not and that's okay the is this worst like a little game. It's gonna be a little game, mostly for me. The best movie I have ever seen and the worst movie I've ever seen are part of the same franchise. Oh my god! <laughs> the franchise is only two movies and now mm-hmm. a TV series as well. Very recently mm-hmm. on Netflix. I have not decided if we're watching the best movie or the worst movie yet. And I'm oh gonna my spend, god! I'm going to spend this episode deciding which one I go for. These are <laughs> two drastically different vibes we're going for. <laughs> It'll either be the... Because I'm going to rewatch them both this week. Because mm-hmm. I really like the show that was released on Netflix about it. And I'm going to rewatch them anyway. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. decide what to do for the podcast. Do I te- like take you down with me when we watch the bad movie? But this is something that we're going to figure out as we keep going. For now, let's just jump into how are we feeling today. God. <laughs> well, that's thrown me in for a loop now. Um, Significantly worse now. Yeah. Just purely because of what's... It could be the best thing ever. It could be a miserable time. Mm-hmm. Um, I am coming to the podcast as someone who recently celebrated a good friend of mine's bachelorette party, got extremely drunk, f- suffered for it the next day, and now I'm like, this is my first day back from the brink of death. <laughs> and We were meant all, to be recording yesterday and it did not work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm essentially, this is my last week of work before my holidays, so... Oh. I wish to embody, like, this is more like a, like, you know, I'm projecting now. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I will be there. And I'm bringing that energy to the podcast by just trying to manifest it. So I want to be Lord Farquaad sitting in my, like, obnoxious bed, looking at TV and just chilling. God. That's me. I wish that were me too. That's what I want to be. Yeah. How about you? How are you coming to the podcast? I... Um, truly Shrek when like when the fairy tale creatures arrive at a swamp yeah and today the metaphor for the fairy tale creatures is the fact that it's it's capitalism actually that's just it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the entire today the entire day I've just kind of been like wow it's Monday and I have to work I still have three weeks till my three week holiday and I'm very excited for that but I am burdened with the knowledge that, that I have to, like, you know, yeah. my job's fine. <laughs> if anyone from my work's listening, I like my job. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy my job very much. But it's just that Sometimes the, Monday, the capitalism hits. The, <laughs> the Monday's blues hits you and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you gotta work. <laughs> you gotta work, bitch. And that's, like that's... Miss Britney Spears has said before. <laughs> exactly. And that's where I'm at, where I'm just very grumpy about this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? The looming specter of knowing that you will have to dedicate 
in the worst case scenario, the next 50, 60 years of your life mm -hmm. to the continuous labor. Yeah, again, nothing <laughs> to my job, like not, nothing personal towards my job, just... To just the concept the of the late state capitalism that's that, we're where we're in, at. that that's forces where we're us at. to do what we do. And that's my fairy tale creature today. So, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you want them out of your swamp. You want them out of your Exactly. Uh, so I will find Lord Farquaad and then figure out how to rescue a princess to get this all solved. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Um, what's the next part of the podcast? You're going to tell me what, we're, what we watched. We watched the 2012 movie Prometheus, directed by Ridley Scott, and it's an alien prequel, if that tells you anything. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the movie is uh, essentially, think alien, and you get pretty close <laughs> if you've seen <laughs> Alien again, um, but there's two scientists who found that on, I need to get my recording up so I know that it's going. <clears throat> Good. <laughs> Mercury retrograde, keeping you in mind. Um, we have two scientists who keep finding these cave paintings and like hieroglyphics and like different like old, 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 old ancient art pieces that all reference this like certain cluster of dots. And they like somehow come to the conclusion that they must be a planets <laughs> and then they use technology to find the planet structure and it happens to be like 100 fucking billion light years away and they're like the only way the ancients could have known about this is if there were aliens who came in and told that were from there because you can't see it with human eyes and then they get an old man to pay for the journey to like in the middle of fucking space, except they ca there can be no middle in a concept that's infinite, but we old don't get there. Old man or guy Pierce in really old makeup. <laughs> it, the fucking wildest decision is when Baffling. you realize he, it is. He's like crepid old man, but you can also see that it's he's all makeup because he doesn't look real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have them then going on a spaceship where they spend two and a half years in like this like you know, alien sleep where they don't age and it makes their travel easy and they're being looked after by this robot android man called David who's just spent the entire time learning stuff. Essentially, it's just languages so he can be a translator for the expedition. Then they arrive on the planet and they, like, wake up and, like, talk to each other and then they just fucking... They have six hours before an insane space storm hits they find this little hut on the ground and they're just like, yeah, let's fucking go. Like we're in an alien planet in a galaxy that we have never explored before in any capacity. Let's just fucking take our like golf carts, <laughs> go into this cave. Don't, and in the cave, they're like, cool. The air is breathable. Apparently, according to statistics, <laughs> let's take off our helmets and fucking hang. And then they realize, it, yeah, oh, yeah, the storm is coming and this is a weird alien cave and we keep seeing weird shit. So maybe let's go back. They go back barely. First near death scenario. Then they're on a... Oh, no, two people they get stranded. Yeah. They get stranded on the weird alien structure they explored. And when they're there, obviously they die because there's weird alien it's shit also there. an alien movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the next day, the rest of the ship goes, or like not rest, but like most of them. And then they find that they're dead and they're like, okay, weird shit's happening. Let's go back. Cause 
um bad vibes bad vibes and essentially like one of the scientists the lady who survives this movie yeah. <laughs> essentially her name elizabeth shaw her husband i think is they ha- forgot to a say weird yeah that about David, the, they found the alien David breaks into a weird bit <laughs> yeah and gets extra shit yeah david everyone thinks david is on their side but david has actually his own mission and he just finds weird alien shit goo gives it to elizabeth shaw's husband elizabeth and the husband have sex then they go to the alien caves and the husband is infected they try to save him by going to the ship but he's so infected that Charlize theron who's also on the ship won't let him in and just torches him kills him there then elizabeth shaw's is she wrong at this point? I don't, I, I'm like, go for it, go for it. <laughs> Essentially, he also, like, I feel like he knows because he walks yeah. in there, like, fucking kill me. Yeah. Um. Then Elizabeth finds out that she's pregnant with a weird alien pa- baby. And it sure she gets an distracted. It's... And it's a weird tentacle monster, but she <sighs> somehow survives, like, a horrif- horrifically, like... Intrusive surgery. Intrusive surgery, that's the word I was looking for. And then shit happens. We find out that the old decrepit man is still on the ship. And essentially he's just there to, he's about to die. And he's like, I want to meet my maker. Because they think that the aliens who live there are the makers. Yeah. And suddenly we find out that there's a couple aliens alive. Or like one alien alive. Even though we thought they were all. Oh, it's, it's a fucking clusterfuck that ends up in everyone but Elizabeth Shaw and David dying. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. It's just horrific Honestly... violence. Everything about the alien being alive and Guy Pierce being there in general, you can just forget and the plot would still be the same. Yeah. Like, everyone dies because of aliens. Everyone dies. They are different aliens. There's but not like just weird aliens. Cross they're crossbred aliens. Yeah, they're a they're a bio weapon created by the initial aliens to send to different places. And the alien mm. that's alive wants to go to Earth with all these fucking things. And then because they created humans, Idris Elba does the Laura Dern thing in Star Wars. Yeah, from Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> like, Sa- sacrifices. Idris Elba themselves. walked so Laura Dern could run into a ship. Yeah, and Idris Elba is like, "We're gonna stop the fucking big ship going to the humans with the it's terrifying alien." There monsters. are so many fucking things, and it's all about this. Like, well, we want to know who made us, and I'm just like. Do ya? <laughs> girlies, girlies, besties, girlies, besties. you're all focusing on the wrong fucking questions here, besties. <laughs> girlies, how about we just fucking not do this? <laughs> Let's take some earth samples and get the fuck out, okay? I think, like, there's like 20 points in this movie where I'm just like, this is your own fault. Like, a lot of it is David's Lit- fault. Literally. I have to say, a lot of it is David's fault, but a lot of them is themselves. Also, who makes a fucking Android like David who's gonna like ruin everything like that, right? I know the old decrepit man. Well, yeah, the old decrepit man. Yeah, he does it all essentially somehow in service of the old decrepit man. And also pure curiosity. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, how would killing the husband like benefit him in any way? I'm thinking because wasn't like the old decrepit guy Pierce man kind of also wishing to find like maybe like source of like immortality or something so I, I, i'm always right. thinking like maybe some of the weird science shit he does in service of him to right see, like let's just fucking shoot a sh- like just shoot into dark and see what happens yeah okay maybe it is um hold on i have but it's a... all convoluted it's all it <sighs> 
I thoroughly and truly enjoyed the watch. It was it is a fun fucking movie. It is but it such is a fun infuriating because these idiot people feel like they've never done science ever before. Oh, it's literally like it everything they do, I'm just like, this would be um I mean there is no lab environment, but like you're still just kinda like, what the fuck are you doing? And I have never done science and LMI science is is like, you know, I mean, I've done, like, some high school science where we did, like, something with chemicals, and that was, like, easy stuff that wouldn't, like, do, like, we know the consequences of, yeah. and it was in, like, we had a teacher, we had, like, all the extra precautions, and still we were, like, insanely, yeah. like, careful, careful with everything, and there was no lethal, like, <laughs> this is a different vibe to anyone. I had a, but, I had a very lax science teacher. And once he just brought in a vat of acid and um, okay, <laughs> and we melted, we all got to melt um, a sheep eyeball in it. Um, okay. I, I did not end up pursuing science and I think that was part of it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I remember my like science and slash biology teacher just brought in the intestines of a fucking, I think it was a cow. <laughs> Oh, and we just poked it. Well, we the had... tongue and everything. I do remember that uh, people who did continue to, I dropped science because of who I am as a person. I'm not someone who could ever do science. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but the people who went on to do it had to go um, dissect uh, cow hearts. And I remember being around the science building at the time, and um, they had like all the cow hearts on like a silver platter. <laughs> I was oh like, God. okay. Well, now I know what that looks like. Sweet. I think we only dissected, like, herring. That, is that even dissecting? You can go to, a, like, a fish butcher when you yeah. call it a fucking fish place and just get a herring that's not been gutted. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's decut gutting like a fucking it's, fish. Yeah, like, exactly. Make, it's making it edible, but we it's, did it. But it's <laughs> science. Really it. You just kind of, like, gut it. They actually, yeah. actually, they take all the herring back to the shop afterwards and they just yeah. sell it always. Maybe we just, maybe our biology teacher was just lazy to make that day's <laughs> meal and had us, like... I was like, these kids could do it for me. Prepping her <laughs> dishes for her. I would do that. Unbeknownst I would, to us. Honest to God, if I were a teacher and I had the ability to just make them do the work for me, like if I was a biology mm-hmm. teacher and it was like, well, we're going to pickle some onions today and see what happens. And then I go home and then I eat the pickled onions. Then so be it. The kids don't care. Yeah. I'm just happy to be there, you know, and not have to read yeah. a book. Anyway, the six categories that we dissect in this movie uh, mm-hmm. This movie and this podcast are story, character, setting, soundtracks, moral, studio, lore. We give each one of them a grade. We tally up all the grades together. We divide them by six. And that gives us the final score to see how close the movie gets to being as close to the Shrek cinematic universe, which is Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first category is story. <laughs> so Journey. One thing. There mm-hmm. is an alien parody in Shrek 2. There is a part in Alien where well okay it doesn't really happen but it kind of happens in this movie where the alien comes out of the guts uh yeah right and like it happens Mm -hmm. a couple of times in prometheus in like a less overtly alien way but it does kind of happen Mm -hmm. um and in shrek 2 you have the moment where puss in boots bursts out of the chest of shrek yeah yeah shrek's clothes I just wanted to point this out. It's not as like it's, it's not it's, as dirty. It's as more. Alien. Of, 
it's more about the like alien the movie than, than Prometheus. Prometheus. But Prometheus is the same way how like George Lucas said the whole thing about the Star Wars prequels, how it was like it's all about the rhyme. It's, the it's poetry, like it has to rhyme. Yeah, it's the poetry. It has to rhyme with the previous movie. Anyway, yeah. So it's the, <laughs> this is essentially the same. Yeah. They 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 have read the same like philosophy book or something because this is essentially alien, but like not quite alien but we add more plots that make it more difficult to understand what's going on yeah we have like we have more characters with less clear motives than just surviving more character like what we needed in the alien movies was more characters and less coherency (laughs) yeah 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 and um uh, yeah we're really starting this off strong yeah no i'm like i'm trying to um, I'm struggling um there is kind of a person with a secret motive like orchestrating it all without others realizing it is the old guy Pierce Mm -hmm. because um the people on the ship think he's dead and he's just like he's just the person who gave them the money to go on this fun expedition yes Mm. But in the end, we find out he's alive and he is close to dying, but he wants to go because he essentially either wants to meet his god, which they think that the aliens are, or he is looking for source of immune, like, um, god words. Source of immortality. Immortality. And as we know, you know what the thing is, Mr. Guy Pierce and old people makeup? We've already found the secret to immortality. It's doing a podcast where you have Mm -hmm. to review every single movie known to man. Because that way you cannot die until every movie known to man has been reviewed. Yeah. And So um, there is easier ways to do it than like traveling two and a half years into uncharted space. You just needed a weekly podcast. And sure, there is the risk that movies stop being made. But guess what? If you keep making movies yourself, mm, we can like do just like student films for the rest of our lives. Exactly, and, like, Hollywood does. Exactly, um, but yeah, my guy Pierce um, thing was kind of what Fairy Godmother does in Shrek Two, and where Far- sure, and Farquaad to an explicit Farquaad yeah, is an more extent. visible. Yeah, because he's the one who like does everything, and essentially in Shrek Two, Shrek and the King are. And even Shrek doesn't really fully realize the extent to which Fairy Godmother is, like, plotting everything yeah. until, like, too late. Yeah. But, yeah, Fairy Godmother is trying to, like, pull all all the strings so it works according to her plan. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. And, yeah. Um, we're going to a faraway place that we haven't ever been to before. And in Shrek 2, we go to far, far away, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um, Shrek's never been there, and it's a whole new world for him. Sure, Fiona grew up there, so that's a little bit different, but she hasn't been back for a while. Um, so things yeah. have probably changed for her, too. Um, and here we and have people... And he's afraid, because he's an ogre, and there will be, like, mostly humans there. You exactly. Know? So, like, different species. Exactly, you know. And it's the same here. We're going somewhere else where there's different species, and we don't know what's going to happen, because they might not like mm-hmm. us very much. It's a stretch. Here's my other thing. They both yeah. have existential questions. One has... Oh. <laughs> This movie is one, it likes to think it is a profound existential question. And it's more just like questions, you know? Yeah, no answers. <laughs> more, que- more questions for the, the person watching it and asking, wait, what is this guy Pierce and old people makeup? 
Why mm-hmm. is the alien attacking them? Why is the guy at the beginning disrobing himself and then drinking something weird and falling I, in the waterfall? I realized that one. I realized that oh, one. Oh, I already, I know For the first too, time. But I don't, oh, I, don't okay. I, I have to look it up. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, right, what do you think? I haven't, I'm pretty sure that he's on Earth and he's creating human race. Yeah, so that was, uh, I'm not sure if it was Earth specifically, but it was meant to be that. Body, yeah. he's, he's breaking his body into, like, atoms, and yeah. then there's, like, DNA being created, and it's yeah. a whole metaphor for how, like, you know, there ha- needs to be destruction to create something new. Yeah, the metaphor was gardening, according to uh, Mr. Scott. It was, like, mm-hmm. the idea of, like, sacrificing your body to the Earth to then replenish the Earth with the... Mm-hmm. with himself themself it was an alien yeah um uh, it's what elizabeth shaw's husband does as well yeah 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 he needs to die so the baby's born yeah yeah Gosh. and what a beautiful baby it is what a gorgeous boy you must be so happy with him that's going to be expensive to save up for him for college because you need a really big dorm to house all those we tentacles. Have, we have terrible hybrid babies. Oh, we do have terrible hybrid babies. My God. We Wait, have, do we have them? Oh, we do have them in Shrek. We have the fucking yeah. dragon donkey things. Dragon donkeys. And, and here, here we, we have, have a tentacle monster. Tentacle. But I think it's just the monster. Like, it's not like, is it really a like a baby or is it just like a parasite? Because it's not half Maybe, human. Yeah. Maybe a parasite. Yeah, but it, we'll take it. I'll take it. We'll take it's it. It's not and like Renesmee, like... you know? It's not like half yeah. human, half alien. <laughs> that would be so funny. There's the weird um, shit that try to... When they try to, like, get into the two scientists' like mouth and stuff. Yeah. And they kind of take over their bodies as hosts. So, well, here you know, was the thing I was like, confused weird. about. What I was honest to God confused about was what aliens were where and what part of it. Because you had the human aliens... You had the tentacle aliens, and then you just had the classic xenomorph right at the end. And I was confused about which alien was which. This is where it's essentially, because this is a prequel to aliens. aliens. No, alien. Well, aliens. Singular. Yeah, aliens, specifically. (laughs) To Um, all of them. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, we see like a version, like an early version of the xenomorph that's in the 1980s movie, Alien. Yeah. Like a baby. But none of these, none of these aliens are exactly that. They are right. just like baby. They are like evolution versions. They're like they're they're like the like snakes that got legs and climbed <laughs> out of the sea. <laughs> you know. So the tentacle monster was also a, a pre xenomorph. Yeah, they none of them are xenomorphs. I know, no, no, but like they're the... all but they're all pre xenomorph. They're going to be yeah. xenomorph one day. If they evolution hard enough, or not? Maybe not. I don't. I'm not sure if the tentacle monster has anything to do with anything. I'm pretty well, sure I'm he just stays. Because there's impreg. Oh, oh no! Wait! Oh no! Of course, no, yeah, the tentacle monster. The... Impre- yeah, yeah, the blue man. Group. Yeah, remember? <laughs> <laughs> what? The blue man group? Yeah, the the blue man. At the end, the baby tentacle monster has grown into, like, this massive tentacle monster. Yeah. And, like, takes the blue man. Oh, right. Like. Is he blue? He was, like, gray-whitish. Light blue. (laughs) Semantics, Mari, semantics. What do you call Um, light blue? Periwinkle. Yeah. (laughs) Nice little periwinkle men. Periwinkle men. Oh, my God. Yeah, from there... 
Holy Communion uh-huh. comes um, the weird early stage Zeno. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know how. I don't like. Does it get into? I don't think it gets into space. It stays on the planet. But I think David, because David has now a weird kink for making aliens. <laughs> then in Alien Covenant, he keeps doing the experiments, yeah. and he keeps coming to essentially same versions of Xenomorph, and he just wants to, like, breathe them. So, I don't know if any one of the aliens in Prometheus actually move from the planet anywhere else. That's Maybe not, it's just there question. to give inspiration to yeah. David. That was the thing. I was just confused about the tentacle monster's relation to the Xenomorph. And I don't think... the Periwinkle Man. But I think that it's all just... If they all, if you mix them all together, you get a xenomorph, and that's all we have to know. Yeah, it's like baking. They keep making <laughs> in Prometheus. They make these shitty cakes that don't really lead to anywhere. It's like but early that Great is always, Bake Off. <laughs> you learn. Yeah, you, you learn. You know, you have to make couple shitty cakes so you can finally make a good cake. Mm-hmm. And then apparently in Alien Covenant, David finally makes a good cake mm-hmm. that exactly. ends up killing Rip, not killing, but killing Ripley's friends. Friends. But not her. She's fine. Not her. Um, oh my god. There's Can no we... <laughs> xenomorphs in Shrek. There's no... Well, well, actually, yeah, there is weird crossbreeding. Um. <laughs> there's weird crossbreeding. There is a journey to far, far away. Um, there's um, tension between different races of things. Yes, and there's like an elderly, powerful person... Working Ruling. towards their own agenda, uh, unbeknownst to es- essentially everyone, but like one person. And there person. is the existential question of who are you, and mm-hmm. in in Shrek, and the how are we made in Prometheus? Yeah. Um. And with that, shall we grade? Yeah. Forty-two. And that still feels like I'm giving them more than they they should. Yeah, I'm, I'm like thirty-eight. That's fair. That's a 40. The next category is characters. Um, so Guy Pierce, as we established, is a good fairy godmother. Fairy godmother. Um, <clears throat> and then it would... immediately goes very downhill because half the people are just there to be killed. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like if we keep, if we think about their essential roles in the movie yeah yeah um like who like Charlize Theron Idris Elba is puss in boots because he's self-sacrificial and inherently good at the end and doesn't play by the has his own role yeah has his his own own role his own moral compass yeah good okay that's easy okay one Okay, Charlize Theron and David have this weird thing going on. Charlize Theron is Prince Charming because yeah. she's the, the daughter of the old guy. But the old guy doesn't seem to give a shit True. about her. True. Which kind of maybe then you start thinking, is David? Yes. Is David Prince, Prince Charming? Prince Charming. He is. And he's a little, he's a Prince Charming with like his... With, with the brain, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, like, that kind of... There is this like, kind of um, infantility about him. 
His entire mm-hmm. like, because he's do- he does that thing where it's like you know watching shows and then kind of like like making that his personality. As I think they say these words, I realize mm-hmm. I do that too, but it's different, right? It's like it's different. <laughs> it's different. It's different. Don't. He's no. like he's it's it's very childlike or, the or, way that he does or, it. Hold on, hold on. In in the eventual case that AI takes over, um, we actually don't meet. It's different. We're very much like you. We yeah. too build our personalities on what we find online. <laughs> keep us alive please please don't kill us in the robot wars we are your allies mm-hmm. we are also also weak and um easily convincible to join your side oh yeah 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 <laughs> we're absolute sellouts is what we're saying yeah we'll, we'll be on like yeah no I'm going, we have no, we're good right integrity. we're good right we're, we have zero integrity <laughs> yeah anyway your point um, well, my point was that, like, you know, he he's he's got this kind of like naivety almost, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the form of curiosity as well. Yeah, because um, he genuinely does seem curious about the aliens and things. Um, and this isn't really related to Prince Charming. I just find Michael, uh, Michael, uh, David, played by Michael Fassbender, a fascinating character for some reason. I just he couldn't stop looking fu- at him. <laughs> he is a fun creepy weird dude but he's it's so just like weird. whenever he's doing his thing you're just like tell me david come me in <laughs> hey david what you got there a big yeah. jar of alien stuff that's yeah. gonna kill someone can you tell me about this can you like let me in on this it's really but for david and prince charming too i have like a point because prince charming is essentially only brought in and he's only playing a specific part because a Everyone thinks that he's desirable by Fiona, you know, mm-hmm. a handsome boy. So Fiona must love him. Mm-hmm. And then also that it's not what <laughs> it's not what the power what he can do with the power. It's what fairy godmother can do with yeah. the power that he yeah. will then eventually provide to her by marrying Fiona. And David is essentially kind of the same thing. He's only brought in because he's an AI and he has the capacity to like process enough information to maybe get some sort of grasp about the alien language mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's and also it's only it's not what he can do with the information it's what guy pierce in old mad makeup can do with yeah. the information yeah. and the power it brings mm-hmm. and then they are both the only ones who stay alive in this weird duo because they're the, the the ruling people get killed off yeah by their own hubris yeah yeah by their own hubris but also very much david's meddling um Mm -hmm. yeah i'll take it i'll take i'll take the um i'll take the i'll take the um prince charming Mm -hmm. parallel that's what i'm looking for elizabeth Um, shaw our little christian girl (laughs) saved by her faith in god right no that's her personality i guess she's a scientist who's also christian and very curious about finding her uh the answer to these aliens which is just like i literally could not place her i'm sorry i'm at this point i'm literally just like i don't know i do not think elizabeth shaw has a place in this truck cinematic universe no and also i'm like i love the actress yeah. Again, like I said, I I was I had like an intense time period when I loved the um Stieg Larsson's 
the, like the Swedish um, girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, like Millennium trilogy, and she plays Lisbeth in um, the Swedish movies. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think she was utilized well enough. She's a great actress, but Elizabeth Shaw was a little bit of a whatever. Yeah. Like her most her most meaningful arc was her entire like um thing about like, well, she's infertile, but now she has an alien baby and has to deal with yeah. that. Which like I understand in the sense of like it's an alien movie, so they're gonna talk about like birth <laughs> and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I was still just kinda like, okay, well I guess that's it for her. It's all about the creation of life. Yeah, exactly. Everything in this movie is just different takes on what it takes to create life. Exactly. So, you know. um... But even that's a weird, like, it's a weird plot. Like, obviously it's a fucking plot device. But it doesn't, like, even if she wasn't infertile, it would have no bearing on her character. Like, you know, like, yeah. she doesn't get time to ruminate it. She nope. finds out she's she says, pregnant. Like, one sentence, and she's and immediately, the next one, yeah. she's like, get it off. Get it off. Which, to be fair, fair fucking reaction if there's an alien yeah, in you. Yeah. <laughs> I too would like, you know. That was the first pure scientific instinct she had in her body. Oh god, I can't. Ugh. It somehow, like, for you know what I have to say, that whole scene, I was like so like into the into. Well, how do you say this? I thought it was a really good scene, where it's like a really good, like just sci-fi horror moment. Where she goes in and does surgery on herself to get the baby Yeah, out. that's amazing. I was that's honestly a- just like, fucking, whoa. I think that's like I've the best. I've seen this movie before, but I was just like, oh, Like, best individual piece. Yes. It works. It is best so scene well in made. the movie. It's so mm-hmm. well done. And it's so genuinely terrifying. Like, the horror yeah. you feel. The absolute insanity of like having this mm-hmm. tentacle baby pulled out of her having the gaping open wound still open while she's trapped yeah. inside this Slide. weird cell Ugh. thing with the tentacle baby with her guts just right there it's like it's i don't know i thought that was a very well done scene yeah so we don't have elizabeth we don't shaw have, Shrek. we don't have elizabeth shaw her husband <laughs> not nah, dead doesn't matter dumb science man who is I, like again, I'm like you had it coming. Even if yeah. you didn't have directly anything to do with how you died, because it was David doing his funny little experiments. But I'm like, you would have died anyway in this movie, just yeah. purely based on like. <laughs> I mean, there's time to be cool and impulsive, and it's not on an like alien pro- charted alien planet in a galaxy far far away <laughs> exactly i think it does it for characters we don't have shrek and fiona no we don't have shrek and fiona we, we have, have donkey we, we just have we, uh, puss in boots charming prince charming fairy godmother fairy godmother that's it did we have charlize theron for anyone no no because she's she not anyone she's not anyone it's just um okay that's great i'm gonna give this yeah. an 18 I'm going to, like, I really vibe, because this is, again, I'm going to give it higher, because I think the fairy godmother and Prince Charming dynamic is played in a way we usually don't, like, we usually don't get to draw the, like, comparison from this angle. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to give it, (laughs) I'm going to give it 30. 30. Okay. Uh, That is a 24. 
<laughs> my maths just stopped working in my head there. Okay, next category is setting. This movie looks so fucking beautiful. Like, it's it is beautiful. so well made. It is a it is very so well made movie. Like, the dialogue is choppy at times, and the themes, who gives a shit, really? <laughs> but this is a profession. It, it, like, you, I rarely have this Ridley reaction Scott to movies where I'm just the, like, it's yeah. impeccably made. The red, Ridley Scott had the budget and had the vision. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if everyone else had the vision, but he did. Mm-hmm. And it has to be said. It felt like I, um, since having, um, this is having watched, having watched this when it came out in cinemas. Mm-hmm. I have also played, uh, played, I have watched all of Death Stranding. And for yeah. some reason, the entire time I was like, this feels really similar. And then I was like, cause it's all based off of Iceland. <laughs> yeah. It's all just yeah. like extreme Iceland vibes. And that's the only thing I could think of with the setting, but it did work, you know, it did work. Yeah. It. You, it just, you know, you watch this movie and you're like, this is an a- alien horror film. Yeah. Sci- sci-fi horror. It, it, yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Same way you watch Shrek and you're like, cool, this is a weird fantasy parody. on its head. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, it, but it was like cool as well because the, well, I mean, it's interesting because there's so little real world building because they know so little. Mm-hmm. They just have like these tombs and things like that, but it looks really cool. And the knowledge, yeah. you know, the entire time they're talking about like, well, this is based off of like, you know, we humans came from these guys. Yeah. Um, and they're all here in these weird like tombs and weird alien spaceships. And it just, I don't know. It looked very nice. It does. Um, it was interesting because it didn't have like a lot of locations. It essentially had the ship and the cave. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. it. And everything was going between those places. And the world felt very small. I think that was the thing that I was trying to think of when I was talking about like the, the fighting the aliens. Like you're expecting this yeah. big revelation almost, right? Because like they're the engineers, and instead you find something that's so small but so impactful, like the massive like like statue of the head yeah. and the weird tomb things, which were actually just like pots of alien boogers. Yeah. Oh, I now remember what I was gonna say. Do tell. So we have this like Shrek is as a movie it like references a whole bunch of shit specifically like grim fairy tales but also like other stuff and yeah like in shrek 2 it it's even more broad and it brings like notable cultural things and media things and brings it into the movie in prometheus there's already like an extensive catalog of alien like alien movies specifically like there's there's alien then there's aliens and there's like all the predator versus alien movies and there's like all that stuff yeah so it is referenced like even if this like predates this is a sequel and this predates all of those mm-hmm. but it's still in the you know it you're still as a viewer you can tell that it's like what it's gonna reference and where yeah. it's like drawing comparisons to yeah yeah um, I'm going to give this a, a 60. Why not? I'm going to give it 58. Okay. A 59. Okay. Soundtrack was by Mark Streitenfeld, um, who had worked before with Ridley Scott. Um, Yeah. It was recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Spoopy, spoopy, scary. 
I really liked it. Atmospheric as shit. Atmospheric as shit. Like, I kept thinking, like, I, I you know, within, when it comes to the orchestral score, unless it has, like, a very clear motif in the same way as Shrek and Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. I, I struggle paying attention to it. But with this, I was still very much like, yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, it builds attention. But in addition to that, you know what it felt like to me? Weirdly mm-hmm. enough, the Star Trek 2009 soundtrack. Oh. And I'm not sure if I'm correct in that. It just had similar vibes to me. And I may be completely wrong. And if I listen to that again, I'll be like, what the fuck? But I've like, not in listened the moment, to it with that in mind, so I can't say anything. <laughs> it was some kind of association with one of the motifs that they used in the background thing, mm-hmm. where I kept thinking, like, this feels like that that da, 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 that Star Trek has. That, yeah. I don't know. It felt similar. I may be wrong. Um, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> Could be. I mean, also, I feel like with these, it's like it always references like the greater sci-fi genre. Yeah, it does. That's true. And I mean, every it's all sci-fi. Sci-fi movie owes everything to Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It starts and ends with Star Trek. Yeah. Um. God, we better do a Star Trek movie for the podcast. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apart but from that, it was good. It, was it worked. Yeah, it worked. I can't uh, say if it references anything from like previous movies. Well, that was me. the thing that I was thinking, and I forgot to look it up before recording. I assumed that maybe my 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 association was unconsciously an alien movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Uh, I mean, I looked through like the uh, um, the the Wikipedia article on it, and didn't say anything about it. So I was like, "Am I am I wrong?" <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, I, it's about I, the vibes today. Exactly. It's about the vibes, and the vibes were fine. No, di- not really diegetic mu- music. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Want a grade? I'm going to give it like, because like, it worked and it did its thing. I'm like 50. I'm going to give it a, no, I'm going to give it a 58 because I remembered it. Yeah. Uh, Moral. The moral of the story is that you shouldn't want to meet your maker. Don't meet your maker. that brings you nothing. Also, there's something about hubris. Because literally yeah. the definition of hubris is thinking you can do more than your maker. And this felt yeah, something in that sense, right? Like, it was kind of like, we're going to go and find him. And then we're going to, what? What was their plan? That's the thing where I keep also coming to this where I'm like, that's not like, it. it's always like, some people are like, the biggest question for humanity is like, why, why are we here? Yeah. And I'm just like, no, it's not. I, yeah. Like, like that's... just fucking do, like you do you and you give the best of yourself to your community exactly. and then you die and your matter transforms into something else. It's just. I'm like, it's such almost like uninspired point yeah. to arrive to anything. It's just like, how did we get here? I Loki would be excited to know. And it's not like scientific excitement, but just like, oh my God, what did we do that you wanted to kill us so bad? Yeah. <laughs> In this movie specifically. Ring, ding, ding. You have arrived to um, add on to this episode. Because um, after hearing this part when I was editing, I did... Um, I was compelled 
to come here and tell you that there is actually a reason. Um, they, Mr. Ridley Scott has given us a reason why the engineers wanted to kill the human race. And to really sell it, I'm going to read you this quote from IndieWire. And like, do what you will with this information, but just know that um, this is what he has to say. <sighs> well, if you theorize that it was because we crucified Jesus, you win. Confirming that at one point the script explicitly spelled this out, Scott says that that was the direction they were taking with the story, at least at first. Then in quotes, we definitely did, and then we thought it was a little too on the nose, he admits. But if you look at it as an, our children are misbehaving down there scenario, there are moments where it looks like we've gone out of control, running around with armor and skirts, which of course would be the Roman Empire. And they were given a long run, a thousand years before their disintegration actually started to happen. And you can say, let's send down one more of our emissaries to see if he can stop it. Guess what? They crucified him. So yes, um, Jesus was a buff alien. Jesus was a sexy squidward, according to the lore of Prometheus. You're welcome. This is the end of the add-on uh, podcast. No, add-on broadcast. That's the word. I'm going to go back to editing now. Bye-bye. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. Well, but even then, right? I'm like, what would I do with the information? Like, what well, would here's you the thing. do with all of it? It's truly from, like, a tactical perspective. If you know that there is a planet out there that potentially has the people you're based off of, why don't mm -hmm. go out on a scope-out mission, circle the planet once or twice, have a look if you can see anything, like, go back, let the next set of people go, like, have a game plan. Don't it send the scientists... Those are the no, scientists it, that are yeah. too obsessed with this to see any different to go and try and find this. Because I, like... It is mind-bogglingly just absolutely, like, just the dumbest imaginable thing that they had the mission this size uh -huh. and they only had two actual scientists mm -hmm. who knew what they were doing everyone, everyone else on the crew was just the kind of there did not knowing what they were gonna do and a lot of the crew seemed super not on board with this yeah like the guys that died at the beginning like they seem to not want to be there and i'm just like if you're they... gonna commit you gotta fucking mm -hmm. commit when you come back your family's gonna be dead so you're gonna have to you know hope that this is gonna be like, no, you know, it's not, because they only travel for, like, four years. Isn't it Actually, those things, weren't they two and a half sleep? years. Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, they are two and a half years asleep. fine, sorry. Mm -hmm. Your family's fine. I'm sorry for coming at these dead people's family in this movie. Because yeah, yeah. um, that, would, that would be different. I feel like that would also, like, add it, because it also almost felt weird yeah. to have the characters so heavily, like, the minor characters to be so heavily motivated by money and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just like that kind of like, they're like, we're here to do our job so we get paid and we can rest for the rest of our lives. I'm like, I would, if I wanted that, I wouldn't go to space. Because my well, first idea thing. is when you go to space, you die. I That too. And I, I'm i pretty sure like most like astronaut talks and stuff you see, like they're not greedy people. They genuinely love space. They're yeah. not doing it for the hell of like, you know, the money that they're going to get from NASA. They're going because they want to be astronauts. But I guess this is kind of like into the future, so maybe it's already so commonplace. Yeah, Jeff Bezos just is going to labor. Jeff Bezos is going to space in like two weeks. 
I only hope. <laughs> prayer circle that. Well, Something, what are we gonna say? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows prayer what circle happens? for events to take place that day. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it is just like I wish they had had like couple real scientists working with this movie, so there wouldn't yeah. been like it wouldn't have been so dumb. It w- it was quite dumb. Like it because felt- that is the thing. Like you would make it into a huge fucking like expedition, but these people had like seventeen people on board, yeah. and they were like, "Let's go meet the people who made us." <laughs> like, he didn't how? like there was there was one guy at the end when Idris Elba was flying his his ship into the uh, alien spaceship, and I was like, I, he started speaking. I was like, I've never seen you before. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Yeah, I've watched two hours of this. Like I kept having these moments where I was like, "Who are you?" And like they, there's so such a large body count, and you could have literally scrapped like half of the cast, yeah, and nothing would have changed. Like you still got the message across because the most memorable things are not the deaths of the minor crew members; they're all the other yeah. things, right? So, yeah. but whatever. Um, the moral is mm. hubris. Something about like you know, it was a whole like Icarus flying too close to the sun thing. That's what it felt yeah. like. I wish there would be like something like it's about bringing fire to the people like Prometheus did, but they yeah. don't. They're too dumb <laughs> to think so far. Yeah. I mean, they named their ship after Prometheus, but that's too. Just, they didn't think far enough. No, they didn't think far enough. They it's they like Icarus. They, they 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 should have named the ship Icarus. Actually, they really mm-hmm. should have. Um. So Which there's very... no like embrace. No, maybe actually you should embrace who you are as you are. You don't need to know how you came to be. You don't you know? need to know why you're an ogre. You just are. You don't need to know yeah, you why are. you're a human that looks like aliens. You just are. Yeah. You don't need to know why you transform into an ogre every night when the sun you know, sets. You just do. Exactly. The only thing you're here for is to live, to laugh, and to love. So, what do we want to grade the moral? <laughs> I don't know. 34. <laughs> it's, it's literally, I feel like it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go there too. Um, and not it, based it, off of anything, just, it just felt right. Yeah, yeah. Um, last category, studio lore. There was so much. <laughs> I was like, cool story. Like, I, do I have to read this? Like, it was I very cannot- much like... Paragraphs like the mi- on paragraphs. Yeah. And I was like, there's not enough of this. There's the this- dumbest fact I read that brought me hives was the fact that this movie was first going to be called Paradise. Oh, yeah, I saw after that. After Paradise, Paradise Lost. Lost. <laughs> and I just keep thinking that one uni thing we had yeah. to do for here's Paradise Lost. Of, here's a little bit of a like historical lore from your hosts, Rena mm-hmm. and I. We were in the same English class at uni. We were all in the same classes. Um, we were studying the same things, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to do um, the most hellish essay, a most memorable essay of our entire time at uni was about Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have read Paradise Lost. No. <laughs> Both of us have written a full 2,000-word essay on Paradise Lost. Both and- of us passed... Like well, with flying grades. Well, we passed with good. I was pretty sure I was like two percent off of getting a first on it or something. Yeah, like we got. I don't really know if I did that well, it. but I did. I got like um, it was among the more higher 
like grades I got in uni. It was yeah. Well, I was thinking, I'm pretty sure that was an essay that like I didn't get a, a first because of a technicality issue with the bibliography. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have got a first oh on a God, poem that, that I did not read. <laughs> and you know what's the funnier, fun like even more fun than that? With a gun to my head, I could not tell you what Paradise Lost is about. It's about the fall of Lucifer. Oh God, no! <laughs> now it's like the second you said it, it all. <laughs> I did know that. I did retain that information. Um, yeah, I mean, neither Paradise Lost nor Prometheus works for it anyway. So you know, just call no. it Icarus. Listen to us. Yeah, it was yeah. called. It should have been called Icarus. Um, um, it's part of a franchise, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh my! Oh no! Wait! Wait! No! I think I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Ah uh, no! I thought it had a theme park ride, but it didn't. I have a theme park ride because I used I, you on this, have on this a theme park ride. Like no, like actual theme park ride. Um, oh. this was um, I want to say in the nineteen nineties. Right. Well, it's not Prometheus, but I feel like it's Alien, and it's part of the franchise, so it yeah. counts. Yeah. But when Mister Eisner was still the CEO, I don't know, CEO, CEO of Disney. He was very keen on making it cool for like, like hip people. You know, he was like, it's not enough that this is a theme park for kids. We need to make it cool for the teens. And so this was like pre-Disney adult YouTube. I need to find, I need to find the, the, what the ride is called. Um, Hold on, because it's so fucking funny to me that this was a thing in a fucking Disney park. It was a Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World Resort. And it was called... (laughs) It was called the Extra Terrestrial Alien Encounter. This is the best ride I've ever heard of my life. And it was essentially... It was like this kind of like cinema, like this kind of like theater setup, and there were like uh, chairs surrounding this vat in the middle of the room, and then when the ride started, there would be like you would hear like hissing noises, and there would be like scattering above you in the like rafters, and there would be like weird shit, and then suddenly there would be like like it would be like a big old thing that in the end you could see that there was the alien in the vat Uh and then it like bursts out of the like tube and it sprays the like and there's like flashing lights and you can't really see but it essentially it's just like an alien break like breakout i can't i need to actually check if it's actually based on alien or if it's just a like an alien thing um, do you want to see an in, do you, in the meantime, do you want to hear an interesting thing that I just read? Um, yeah. the engineers, so like the original, like the makers essentially of the human race, uh, was modeled partially yeah. off of Elvis Presley. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which is really funny to me. So in this universe, would El- Elvis Presley be like, um, the, perfect... you know, the prime specimen? Yeah. yeah. Like, like the, 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 uh, what do you call it? This is what peak. This is what the peak masculine form looks like. It's Elvis Presley. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's not based on an alien. God, I'm like so. Uh, <laughs> it's not based on alien. I just thought that's very sad. Name. It's yeah. just an alien encounter. But if you ever have time, do check this fucking shit out because it's it it's just wild to me that this was a Disney ride. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it had a sequel. So maybe we don't have an alien ride. We don't have an alien ride. We have a sequel. We have a franchise. Um, it was not a hit. People did not like this movie very much. Um, which is I remember when I when I saw this in the movies, I loved it. I was like, I was oh. like little like hanging on some of the questions. And I was just like, I don't like. I I was just like, you know, looking past them. I was like, I just had fun with this like weird sci-fi horror movie, and I... everyone hated it. And I was just like, am I alone in this? I super didn't vibe with it because this was the first movie. This was the first yeah. R-rated movie I ever saw in cinemas, and I was like sixteen. Uh, mm-hmm. And I went because my friends went, and I did not like horror at the time. I have only liked horror the last two years. Um, And it really freaked me out. It freaked me out so bad. And I didn't watch half the movie. I closed my eyes for most of it. Um, And I started stopping. I started zoning out. I started tapping out mentally. Oh my God. Um, From about the moment that the two scientists that stayed in the cave get killed and the one... um, uh, alien goes through like his mouth yeah for some reason that visual just stuck with me and i was like no like i don't remember the scene of the alien abortion because i didn't see it i just didn't and, watch you know, it i was surprised that you enjoyed it this time i i i really enjoyed it and this is yeah. growth this is just me growing as a person and also understanding yeah. that movies aren't real I think that was the big yeah. thing. It took me until like two years ago to realize that when I see that kind of shit on screen, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it is paid it's actors. just a movie. <laughs> People so, are being it's paid those to do this. Special effects. I it's just that uh, <laughs> CGI. I have too many feelings to watch movies uh, to ha- watch movies like this until like two years ago. Um, yeah. Any other thing we want to say uh, say about Studio Lore? Mm. there's not a lot no there's there's movies after this too it kind of like it restarted the alien franchise because yeah. after yeah. this there was the covenant yeah um mm. no you know whatever i i was i had all my fucking eggs in that alien movie right basket and it and it was wrong it was wrong it's okay but I think it must have been like even if it's if if it wasn't like licensed, it must have been based off of based because it is it is yeah. Alien the movie yeah like it is it just is. Um, I'm gonna give this a twenty four. Can I give it thirty for my crushed hopes? <laughs> is it twenty seven? Okay, I have a very quick calculation there. I have the final grade already. The final grade for Prometheus is a 39.666. Okay, higher. I think higher than I expected. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we gave some good grades. Um, A couple. I mean, we give very little backup for the grades, but you know what? The movie's fun. Go watch it. Um, It it puts... It's a similar... Don't think about it too much. Don't think (laughs) think about it at all, in fact. Just yeah, watch don't it think about it as much as the anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Do not... The second you start poking it, it's gonna it fall apart. like a balloon. <laughs> exactly. It, it has almost the exact same score as Madagascar. Um, <laughs> two very. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, is it though? 
long journey in a closed space. Is Madagascar they meet... not about meeting their makers? The makers being it is. The, the original the, wild, the wild beasts. The wild, exactly. Um, are we not all humans in the zoo that we call the Earth? <laughs> yes. Uh, Die Hard also got a similar grade. Um, okay. I'm. Okay. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm nervous, Mari, to see what you decide. How you decide to My dictate how my week goes. Flipping to um to what i to 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 how we do the podcast Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of bad movies on this podcast but recently we've had a really good string of good ones and i'm not ready to subject my favorite movie to the podcast yet because i have this nagging feeling that it might not hold up as well as i wanted to therefore Mari, gonna... did you did you hear me doing an episode of Warcraft and getting it fifty points? <laughs> did you? Warcraft was not part of your personality from twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen. Okay, the no, same way <laughs> this movie was. So I uh, I also genuinely I'm going to watch this movie anyway this week, and mm-hmm. I need to talk about how bad it is, and mm-hmm, that's what the mm-hmm. one this podcast is for. Yeah. So next week, we are going to watch Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> Perhaps I've not seen it. A... Yes, you since have. Our... Oh, yeah, right. but since our like original stint to the cinema. I saw half of it. Uh, I saw all of it in the cinema against better judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, listeners, when I say that I was excited for this movie to come out, Pacific Rim, the first movie... Is perhaps one of my most formative movies in my life. And I know I said this about yeah. Lemmy's, but Pacific Rim is up there too. Yeah. Um, and when I figured the Pacific Rim uprising was really happening for real zines, and not only mm-hmm. that, it had John Biega in it, it sounded incredible, it looked mm-hmm. cool, the marketing was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the disappointment we felt when both of us, Rena and I, sat in the cinema, <laughs> and then we got to the halfway of. point. Where we were literally just like, can we just walk out? We didn't. We did not walk out. It was the same feeling I had when I saw Star Trek The Into Rise Darkness? of Skywalker. Oh, Star- no, <laughs> Star Wars. See, I don't even want to say it. See, I, I, I'm just like, I want to I wanna block it so much out that I'm like forgetting what franchise it belongs to. Mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker. And here's the other thing, Rita. You've been threatening with a revenge film for my bad, bad, bad movie choices for mm-hmm. a while now, and I'm very curious what your revenge film is going to be. Like this was, I thought this was going to be a little baby revenge film because I remember uh-huh. you, pr- pr- like you told me that you hate this movie with a passion beforehand, but I did not recount for growth, and I also had completely forgotten how much I actually did like it. So <laughs> it wasn't a revenge <laughs> film. But I have a couple up my sleeve, but I, again, like, there's some weird rules I have about this podcast of what I, like, how I want to pace things. Yeah. Kind of how well, you're not... Well, that was ri- kind of my thing. Mm. We've had a really good run for a while. Like, we've been doing a lot of movies that are genuinely just fun to watch. Yeah. And I just want to humble us for a moment. Yeah. yeah. I just want to, like, even Prometheus, which is arguably not a good film, but is a fun film. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been too, we've had it too good for too long. Mari, what if, what if we come from Uprising? What, what if, what if I see Uprising and I'm like, oh, I didn't remember it was that good. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I know, but we need to prepare ourselves for, yes. you know. No, we need to go for it. And like, don't worry. I already have the studio lore down part down. Like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I feel like I've been getting tidbits of it for the last like two, three years. <laughs> sneak peeks. Uh, You've been preparing for this for I, a while. Exactly. Like, I'm going to go this, into this with pure, you know, pure of heart. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to go with open heart and I'm going to say, like, let's forget about Pacific Rim for a moment. Let's just go purely Pacific Rim Uprising. Maybe it is not bad. Maybe it was my anger Maybe. towards the Pacific Rim franchise and the, 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 the how much I, you know, love it myself. Anyway. And I, I had to I had to come and see when it was released and it was released in spring because I was like, ah, because I was like. It could have. It could have easily been a summer blockbuster. It was. I think it was. Vintage, I, we've it was been having before. summer blockbusters until now, but it was a spring baby. It was a spring baby. Oh yeah. Um, but it, it was a big old blockbuster. Oh god. That failed. It was. That didn't bust any. No block any bu- block 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 any busts bust any blocks <laughs> didn't it didn't bust any blocks it busted no blocks <laughs> no um anyway thanks so much for listening um stay tuned for next week to watch pacific rim uprising with us <laughs> excited is all hell not i'm genuinely a little bit excited um mm-hmm. uh, if you like us we're on social media on both instagram and twitter it'll at swamp it up that's it's it. clean that's it's up. concise just fucking mm-hmm. follow us there um we have some weird episode plans for this summer and we also have like maybe breaks at some point so that's where we you will where you'll find everything we do even the if it's just a schedule, day beforehand but still yeah. you know the summer schedule is still in the works so get prepared mm-hmm. for the updates on social media um like us on instagram follow us on itunes subscribe to us on spotify write us a review on itunes like write us a review on itunes Um, and if you do that we will if we ever check itunes we will um yeah shout you out on the podcast yeah we will be pleasantly surprised yes exactly (laughs) uh thanks so much for listening thank you so much Bye. bye